Eleanor without a bar. Welcome to 3PNR. I'm your host, Adam R. And joining me for this episode is Slayton McGregor, pastor. Slayton, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Adam. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Um, we'll open up with this. We'll start, you're a pastor, yeah? Yeah. We'll start with what, what got you there? What put you on the path to become a pastor? Well, it's a calling, but I was, I thought I was called to make money at first. <laughs> I got to college and I went to Florida State and um, I was sitting in my dorm room and this big black guy, he looked like he just walked off a pro football team. He was just jacked, good looking guy, walks in my room and he says, he just introduced himself and he said, hey, I'm Adam. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, I'm Sam. And I, I said, hey, Sam, how's it going? And he and I had my Bible sitting there not on my i mean it's just in the in the shelf and it's like he had already been in my room but he had never been in my room and he he take he goes hey is that your bible i said yeah yeah it's my bible and he introduced himself as a campus minister of this this ministry up there at florida state and he's holding my bible in his right hand and then he hadn't been in my room for about 30 seconds and he turned and he opens my refrigerator you know there's a little square yeah, the little, the little, uh, the little, the little refri- teeny ones, the smallest one you get. He opens it up, and all that's in there is a six pack of beer. <laughs> and, he goes, and he's oh my Bible with one hand and a six pack of beer in the other hand. He looks at me and he he joggles his hands up and down. He goes, "What's up, man? What's up with you?" And uh, he he said, "Is this your beer?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, it's my beer." Anyway, um, he said, "Man, I want to get together with you." And so we started getting together and doing some in depth Bible study and. And one thing led to another, and I knew that, and I had been in, I was in a fraternity and the whole nine yards, and um, I just knew God, God was calling me to live for him and quit living for myself. And um, the rest is history. I became the chaplain of the fraternity. I was, I met my sweetheart and we got married. Um in intermittent in between all that, I sold vacuum cleaners for 20 years. I went to seminary, um, um, been overseas a bunch of times and doing a lot of teaching overseas and ended up here in Spring Hill. I grew up in Tarpon Springs, went to Florida State, ended up in Spring Hill at um, Gateway Bible Church, been there for 25 years. That's a major commitment. That's, I mean, in, in every yeah. way, too, right? You, you're, you're a sweetheart and you years together your your ministry years in the work so you're a dedicated person yeah yeah i'm not much different than you or anybody else well no you're you're <laughs> you're more dedicated than i am I, I don't settle down that easy i'm not a complacent person but so I, the bigger thing with religion mm-hmm. uh, and i i have this tendency where people think i have this tendency to attack and i really don't uh, yeah i'm a i'm like a person who looks for good evidence if that makes right. sense. Yeah. And I grew up yeah. in, in a Catholic household. Okay. And growing up Catholic, it's, uh, you know, it's believe like me or get grounded or punished or, or you know, right. you know how it goes. Right. And it's a turnoff. Yeah. So right. 
ultimately, later in life, I get to the point I am now. And the point I am now is discovering uh, good evidence for, mm-hmm. you know, even for ufology or, or afterlife or, mm-hmm. you know, anything paranormal and just anything with the big questions behind it. Right. Um, right. In this currently, in this, in the time that we're in right now, our current times. Yeah. What's the strength of religion right now? Well, there's a lot of strength in truth. And truth is immutable. You know what that means? Explain anyway for anyone listening. Truth truth is immutable. It doesn't change. Truth doesn't change. Um, People's opinions change. But truth doesn't change. Right. God, God is, in order to be God, if you're going to be God, you have to be truth. You have to be immutable. You have to be unchanging. You right. have to be all-knowing. You have to be um, omnipotent, all-powerful. So that being said, um, and here's here's where I sit. Mm-hmm. I admire those things greatly. And I think religion mm-hmm. as, as a whole is a good thing. I think it's got a pretty good message. Uh, until you get like a charismatic kind of psychopath at the helm where they're self-serving uh, I don't. I don't. Right. Want to, I don't want to point any fingers at any no. Christian leaders <laughs> who have Lear jets and palaces, but <laughs> it's, no, I know uh, exactly what you mean. That's it. Doesn't fit, right? It's a bit of a turnoff. Fit. Like that's right. That's for right. me, like you want to make money, go make money. Exactly, and say that you're doing that. Say that. Hey, look, I'm spreading the that's word. Right. I'm spreading the word of hope, and I'm going to do it in the form of currency. There's no problem with that, so long as we know it up front. <laughs> That's right. But, you know, when you have a place uh, in a, in a country that has a country within a country and within that little country has a palace where doors are like multi-million dollar doors and all the, you know, you look at Jesus Christ. Okay. You look at his disciples, all 12 of them, all except one was martyred. They died for what they believed. And um, none of them had the, no, they didn't have the fastest chariot or horse or you right. know whatever. No, they they lived. How much? How much of the Bible? How, how much of the Bible? Uh, and so here's the thing: I have relatives okay. and people right. I, I was related to, right. and for them, they read the Bible and followed it verbatim as like what what it said in there is exactly as what it should be, right? Okay. Where yeah. I believe if you look at like how Jesus taught, he would use metaphors, right? And I think and we do this as people, like we'll give a metaphor, like an, an example would be uh, comparing people to fish when you want to speak about people being in a social environment, like these are metaphors, Yeah. but there's people mm-hmm. out there that take this, this word for word for uh, verbatim. And it's, it becomes a little dangerous when people can't discern the difference between something used as a metaphor versus something that's, that's uh, yeah. legitimate. Yeah. When you're, when you're in seminary, one thing that they do teach you is it's, it's a, it's called a Bible study methods or the science of Bible study, which is hermeneutics. The word it's hermeneutics, science of Bible study. And the Bible is written. There's 66 different books. There's 40 different authors. It's written over 1500 years. Right. It's written on three different continents. Um, metaphorical language is used. Absolutely. Hyperbole is used all kinds of different forms of literature are used, but probably the most important principle in Bible study methods is 
context, take the passage in its context. If it's using hyperbole, then you're you're trying to express something that just normal words can't express. So you use it like he ran like a bat out of hell. Well, you know, the literal understanding of that is he ran real fast. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. And so you can Jesus said, I am I am the door. Okay, well, we know he's not a door. So he's using a metaphor. And so the literal or what we the term we use is face value. The face value meaning of that is Jesus is saying, I am the way. And so when somebody says, well, I take the Bible literally, which I do. They they take it literally, but they're taking it at face value. So they're they're understanding the context of whatever passage it is and right. saying, okay, he's using a metaphor or hyperbole or a simile here. Right. And so you're understanding it just exactly the way if you're writing somebody a letter and you use some kind of literary device, they understand that and they're trying to find out what's the author's intended meaning. Right. So, yeah. So an example, um, as a kid, I asked a question to uh, relatives, like, why, why are there different races? And their explanation, revert to the Bible, obviously, is the Tower of Babel, where mankind built okay. this tower and God struck right. it down and changed us by nation and, and language, etc. And right. for me... As a kid, when you're and when me growing up, I'm seeing I'm I grew up in the shuttle era, right? So we're seeing shuttles go to space, and I'm like, well, why okay. why why are we if we're striking down towers looking for heaven? We have literally like shuttles going to space. Even now, we have um, some of our Voyager product uh, projects are interstellar, right? right? So it's challenging for me and for a lot of people. You know, when I say me, I guess I represent a large body of people. It's challenging right. to hear things like, you know, the Tower of Babel story. And then here right. we are. We're, we have, uh, you know, rovers on another planet. Uh, we have a plan. We're, we're a thousand percent sure now that there's, there's oceans on a moon surrounding uh, Jupiter. Same as Saturn. So we know there's oceans. Eventually we're going to get there. And eventually, I mean, the, the hope is to find out, I don't know, <laughs> a virus. Right. Or, or bacteria, just something representing life elsewhere. So right. what happens at, at said point when that, that comes to fruition? Um, what happens when we find life on other planets? Yes, because a big part of it, and, I, and I'm, I'm not going to say the relative's name, but right. constantly did this relative say, well, God made here and here alone. That's it. And this person went to their grave with that belief system where, you know, I make room for the idea of this. This is me personally. I think I, right. I, I want to eliminate the word God. I think that's, I think man made that name. Imagine okay. uh, an architect, an all powerful architect who made okay. not just planet earth, but the, the solar system, the universe as a whole, and then other earths as well with life there as well. You know, I mean, we as humans, an example, we're, we're not as, as powerful as this, this almighty yet. We take mm-hmm. tackle tremendous projects per day, <laughs> you know, Right. Uh, so you right. could imagine something as powerful as that could, t- could more than handle twice the amount we could even conceive. Right. So the question, I guess, yeah. again, is, is um, if we, for these people anyway, that believe this way, we go to, we set a probe to this moon and we find there's an ocean. And in this ocean, we find uh, aquatic life. Then the question steers to, well, what happens then? Yeah. Yeah. 
In your opinion. It's, go ahead. Well, yeah, in your opinion, what in, for, for a religious standpoint, how do they, I don't want to say the word save or rescue. How do they explain, I guess, to followers that believe like my relatives, they were God made here and here alone when we find definitely find a thousand percent of life somewhere. Okay. So the Bible is very clear that God made the entire universe, not just here, not just the earth, not just our solar system, but the entire universe. When you're saying here and here alone, are you talking about our, the universe? As, as the relative stated it, it was here, like meaning earth and that's it. And everything else outside of that is, and I, I, this is a quote, the Mm -hmm. enemy's uh, perspective, (laughs) you know? Um, Well, no, it's, well, everything outside of it is actually, the scripture says that it's designed by God. Then think about it. If, if you were God and if you were all powerful, okay, if you can wrap your mind around that, God is incomprehensible. He's, you can't wrap your mind all the way around it. We have an idea but, though, because of, uh, you know, like video games. Like you could, mm-hmm. I could literally go into a video game. There's a, a game kids play a lot. I can't even say kids, adults do too. It's called Roblox. Mm-hmm. You could, mm-hmm. and, and Minecraft, you could create whole worlds. In fact, there's one where the person's building an infinite kind of world. He's been traveling, I think, for a decade in a video game. So it's, again, that's why I say if we're capable of doing these things, and, and if you see today's video games, and, and like there's a game I play called Valhalla, uh, it's Assassin's right. Creed. And the reality in that game, it's creepy. Like it's it's you know, you really gives you something to think about what we're moving forward to, especially yeah. with the metaverse. But yeah. Uh for for what I, I guess what I'm asking you is when we do find life elsewhere, and I, I and I do know what you mean by God saying he created everything. As I I think the architect, I call him, definitely yeah. did. It's a higher energy. I don't think it's a guy in a cloud. Uh I I I'm I'm pretty certain that bad and good places are are heaven and hell or realms. I I do think energy does transfer post here. These are my theories, by the way. This isn't like something okay. I know to a certainty. So, right. you know, depending on how you behave here on the the proving ground of Earth is where you go post here. And if your energy is not great, either you recycle, you start here again and try to prove yourself, and or you go to a you know the the realm that you know I guess for your energy until it improves or, and a lot of this is based on frequencies and behavior, right? Energy levels. So, you know, just not to oversteer to, uh, to, you know, steer off the question is um, what does happen in the eyes of religion and like for you, for example, you're a pastor, you have your, your, your congregation Mm -hmm. and we find uh, fish on another planet. What's the topic of that day? Well, I think you got to, I think that the focus needs to be on who is, I mean, if there's a God, okay, if there's a God, what is he like? I mean, if we, if we discovered life on other planets, um, what was God's intention? If there, if there is a God, okay. Right. Um, is he, 
king of that life too? Did he create that life too? And why? And you almost have to start with God. Who is he? Right. What, what is he? You know, and we say he, you know, and is he, is he personal? Is he just, is, is he an impersonal architect? Like you, like you're talking about or a personal architect. Um, and I do like to start there and just explore. And it doesn't matter who I'm talking to. I can be talking to an, an abject atheist, somebody who hates the idea of God. And I would ask him, well, if, if God did exist, then what would he be like? And, and tell me, tell me about him. And, you know, if you, Adam, by the way, your name, you know, you know what your name means, right? I'm familiar. My mom named me accordingly. My first name's Adam. My middle name's David. She named me by firsts. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's well, so, I mean, so, as you can see that Catholic upbringing, you know, <laughs> no, that's, that's good. Adam David. Yeah. All right. Adam means Dirk. Did you know that? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, but what is, what is God like? What, what would you, I mean, if you had to throw out an attribute or a, um, characteristic of God, what would you say he is like? Busy. <laughs> I mean, when you look at the planet, just our planet right. and, and the, the vast variety of, of living things here. And, and if uh, you look at just the amazing amount of beauty in the world, it's not, I don't care what kind of architect you are or, or software developer. That's a lot that's of work. Amazing. It's a lot of work. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And then you look at our yeah. solar system. It's even more incredible. Yeah. Our yeah. planet is the only planet so far that has a moon that's the uh, one fourth the size exactly the, the distance it needs to be. It's almost mechanical the way the moon works in yeah. our, for us without oh, our moon tides would be unchecked. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Would you, would you say that God is omniscient? That's, that means all knowing. I can't, uh, no, I would, I would definitely say no. This so, is my opinion. I'll, I I could tell you why. No, no, no. no. Okay. Yeah. All right. Why doesn't God know everything? It would be impossible for anything to know any everything, right? Especially when okay. you're as busy, when you have the universe and multiple planets and potential of life at the so, stretch of the universe. Okay. Yeah. So now this is good. So it's impossible for anything to know everything. Right. Says Adam, David. Right. Yes. What's your last name? Rodriguez. Rodriguez. That's yes. right. I, I'll give you. I'll give you an idea. Right. Okay. Here's an idea. Okay. All right. I, I do this to a lot of people, and let's say you have a 55 gallon fish tank, right? Right. And right. in that 55 gallon fish tank is packed full of dirt, minus the very top. You have an ant okay. farm, millions of ants. You love your ants. Right. You put food in there for them. You put water in there for them. They're very busy in their colonies, uh, and you you genuinely care about them, right? But if one is murdered, do you know? Or if one is crippled, do you know? If even a dozen die in a war somewhere, it's the likelihood of me 
and I pay close attention to my ant farm and I care about it very much, the likelihood for me to notice every single thing, not possible. It's impossible. Even if I have the most sophisticated sensors in that tank to tell me the quality of life and how everything's going in there, I would still miss some, some things. Now imagine that's one fish tank out of probably dozens. Cause like I said earlier, us humans, we like our projects, right? <laughs> we have several different, ant. there's another, here's a red ant farm and here's a black ant farm and here's a carpenter ant farm. The likelihood of me noticing one incident inside of any one of those cages, it's, it's very unlikely. And if let's say now flip it, let's say I do notice it and I do nothing about it because I want to be just and fair. That doesn't sound very loving, you know? Okay. It's tough. For so, me, but good. All right. So should God be just and fair? If there was a God, would he be just? Would he be fair? Um, you would, you would think so. If you made okay. it, if you created a world full of living entities and you made him as according to what he says in his, in his image, and you tell him you love these people unconditionally, you think Justin Fair would be right at the helm of that. Okay. So would he be, would he be love? I don't know. Cause I, you just, you just said that. I, when I use the word love, I don't use it like an emotional thing. Love is just okay. a way I explain and how I like care about, like I love Cheerios. I'm not going to propose okay. Cheerios, okay. But, but I love them. <laughs> Okay, but if, if, like you were saying, the, the creation is unbelievable. I mean, the further you go in creation, no matter depth, the depth of the ocean or mountains are unbelievable, the, the solar system, this architect would have to be incredibly smart or creative. Mm-hmm. Um, can you see love in the creation? I can see attention to detail again for me, even in relationships with girls, like, or, or, or let's say even with a marriage, I think love is just a better way of saying of care and respect because love could fade. Let's be honest. That, that, that initial chemical emotion towards people, no matter how much you care about them, it could waver. That's so it's, it's chemical. Yeah, by far love the, what we think of love, definitely chemical care and admire. Sure. Uh, that's why I say it's like, well, back to the ants. Like you, you really, let's put it in this phrase. You care about your ants a lot, right? Uh, but it's nearly impossible to, to care for all of them individually. Otherwise it's really hard for some people to swallow the idea. Uh, here's a good example. If I saw in one of my ant colonies, millions of them were being slaughtered. That's noticeable. That's just, you, you notice that the the population's taking a hit. Right. And if I didn't act and if I find out it's one ant controlling others to, to decimate many millions of others, you better believe I'm going to get involved <laughs> you know, because that's my. Okay. So, so you care. Right. Right. So is that motivated out of love or is that just a chemical reaction? That's uh, let's, if I'm being honest, it's yeah. definitely not a chemical reaction because I care about your okay. empire. It's the same thing as caring about your toys. Like it's my toy and I don't want to. No, 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 no. It's not the same thing. Your toy, your dog, your wife, your child. Yeah. Or a sure. toy is different. Right. Right. Now yeah, an example there. Yeah. You care. And that's you care. But where's the motive for caring coming from in that love for, for your relatives and your loved ones. Sure. But for strangers, millions and millions of strangers, it, you can't say it's love. It's concern. What if you logic? Hold on, hold on a second. What if you created them 
and you created them in your image. So that, that means you've got a different relationship with them than you do say the monkeys and they're not ants, they're humans. Right. Right. And so you created them in your image. Why would you do that? Why would you create man in your image? What would be the motive? I would be a narcissist. <laughs> that's, well, that's that's my best answer because there's I would I think personally like all life is precious, right? Right down to the right. to the chipmunks. You don't if you okay. see, if you see children or or not children, just anyone abusing an animal, you step in. It's and that's not a, a chemical. Yeah, love but thing. you eat fish, don't you? Of course, I eat anything. Me? A, I okay. eat anything. It's so, alive. That's just a circle of life, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, but the chipmunk and the cow. I mean, there's got to be, you know, uh, I think that has something to do with, uh, per, for me anyway, the 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 chipmunk and the cow. The, the level of sustenance involved with it, right? Cow could feed a, a, a village. A chipmunk is just a snack on the way there. And we have done that, by the way. So um, it's tough. Uh, all right, look. I want you to think if God is love, because the Bible says God is love, it clearly over and over and over again, but very specifically, there's passages that say God is love. That is his essence is character and if and the bible does say that god is omniscient meaning he knows everything Mm -hmm. past present future he's also eternal he lives outside of time and so he's not limited to time space history he knows everything he knows it all at once but the bible also says that he's all powerful that's omnipotence omnipotence and that he's everywhere present that's omnipresence that nobody nobody can duplicate who god is god god and only god is all-knowing everywhere present um so that powerful that being said all those words put into the same sentence referencing god this is as a kid where i took issue right when I hear things like all powerful, all knowing and right. present moves through space time fluently, right. Right. I, I wonder to myself, how did millions of Jews get killed in World War Two? Okay, now we're see now we're getting right to the because I because and I, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And it's that's so important. Because you got to ask the question, well, gosh, if God created all this stuff and if he's all-knowing, all-powerful, and he could stop evil from happening, right? why the heck didn't he and doesn't he? And what, you know, what's the point? Is this all a big, dirty trick? Right. And, and, um, and, but I'm getting back to love because it's, this is the, this answers that question or that issue or it begins to answer it and the, the 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 deeper you dig the more you realize oh it does it does answer it but if god is love and if he created man in his image okay then would that presuppose or would that 
would would God say, all right, I'm going to create man in my image. What do I want? Do I want a bunch of robots or do I want a relationship? Because I'm love. What would he have to give man in order to have a relationship with him? Think so about that. I'm thinking we're going in a direction of, uh, uh, you know, like their will, free will. Right. Okay. Um, All right. And then in that same notion of being there, you know, you, so here you are, I built this world. You, I made you my image. You're free to do what you want. Your choices are yours, but it, it's still, it's hard for me to hear that and then see millions upon millions of people extinguished right. in a small period of time. Right. I, me as a God, if I were God, I'm intervening right. there. That's not that's right. That, in other words, we have one psychopath who's very charismatic, yeah. who's convinced, convinced many people to commit horrible atrocities and consider now i'm kind of responsible i created these things and and if and if i'm god i've got him omnipotent i can i can harness a lightning bolt he's i'm taking him out or just you know if you're god you just gone (laughs) you know (laughs) there's when you get a lightning bolt you get into greek mythology i I imagine (laughs) an all almighty architect it's just zap peace you're dead (laughs) yeah you're gone you just obliterate to nothing nothingness (laughs) and and um okay makes sense because um i mean the why we gotta allow evil to be perpetuated why would he allow pedophiles why would he allow mosquitoes if i die and meet god my question is the top of that as a kid anyway why the mosquitoes you know they really outside of feeding other animals they have no purpose but yeah when you ask god why these things? That's because these are, you know, Slayton, this, these are the questions I ask God. If I ever come face to face with a God, why right. this, why, why Hitler existed? Right. Uh, why, how is it that a church was sucked into a, a, a earthquake killing eight, I, some crazy amount of people? You know, I can understand terrorist acts because, you know, you can only see so much in advance. Evil's plotting. There is a yin and yang. I notice. I see this in in everything, whether it be uh, the world, religion, whether it be in your work environment or your relationship. There is always balance. There is yin and yang. It exists. There is good and evil. Let me ask you this. Do you believe believe there's a spirit realm out there that we can't see, like an angelic realm? I think, uh, based on what I've been researching, that there's definitely parallel existences. I can't say spirit world. Uh, I've had a lot of people on a show that speak about the paranormal. I've had a lot of, um, I've had psychics on. Uh, no doubt, some people have different software in their head. They're, they could perceive things that we can't perceive. And this could be spoken to not just in spiritual ways, but like uh, Michael Jordan. This guy could go somewhere in his mind and play a fantastic game of basketball. But do I think there's a spirit realm we can't see? I think there's multiple parallel existences that we can't perceive i and i say this because one of the questions i I was going to ask you anyways what happens when we depart from here what is post here the bible says that if you believe in jesus christ that he died for your sins you go to heaven right it says to be Absent from the body, meaning dead, you're present with the Lord. That means face-to-face with God, with Jesus Christ. And 
Um, and of course that goes back to the love factor that in order for God to be God, if God is love, he would have to create man with free will. Right. So that he could love him, you know, or not, you know, choose love, choose to love God or not. And just like a husband and a wife have children, um, they don't want robots. They want to share their love with the child that's made in their image. And they want to develop a love relationship. But with that involves a tremendous amount of risk. Your child may grow up and be a, be a rebellious child and run off and do things that, you know, really cause you a lot of pain and break your heart. Sure. But that's the risk of love. And every human being has a free will and they, they make mistakes. They make bad decisions. Um, they rebel. But when love is introduced into the picture, there is forgiveness. There's patience. There's kindness. There's redemption. And the, the Bible talks about the fall of man when man sinned, but it talks about the redemption of man. You know, when Jesus died for our sins, it was so that there could be a restored relationship with God. And it really is all about the love of God. Right. It's not about, I mean, if, if I was God and I saw an ax murderer or Hitler, or I would absolutely, yeah, I would take him out. But I, I don't know where I would stop. I would, I'd then go to the, you know, pedophile or the, um, the terrorist or, or, you know, the, the mafia right. leader, you know, whoever's causing pain and suffering. I'd be, you know, I'd put all the cops out of business. Well, that and, being before, so when I speak about God's intervention, when yeah. it came to World War II and the Jews, absolutely, get involved. Right. When it comes to day-to-day things, I would imagine he created, man, some people down here. Because I talked to a lot of cops in the show. Right. Uh, and there's and even not even just cops, but there's people here that their sole existence, they were born to it. They, every A lot of the de- detectives I speak to and cops and the SWAT guys, they'd say right. the same thing. I was born. I felt this. It's, yeah. it's of this me. is a calling. Right. It's a calling. Right. So yeah. they're born with these instincts to, to be a detective or, or, or catch the bad guy. I mean, that's the balance that put in play by what I would consider a well-orchestrated simulation by an architect. When I say simulation, meaning life, like life's a simulation. Yeah. yeah but there's, there's an imbalance in Bogota, Colombia. <laughs> well, no, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you and I live in uh, it's, it's uh, West, like a, West it's, Florida. You know, central, yeah. West Central Florida, but go to some of these places and and no evil evil is rampant. Oh, of course, it's, it's horrible. I I say this to people all the time. Like if the when they were doing a whole defund the police thing, look what happened. You defunded them. You took them out of the area, <laughs> and the criminals moved right in. <laughs> That's not right. Unchecked. Guys. Yes, I mean so. Yeah, there's going to be flaws, no doubt. There's certain places like I look. I'm not. Is America the but greatest is, country in the, in the is, planet? Yeah. Is there justice 
in the end? That's the question. That is the question, right? You know, that's the in and fact. It, in fact, so you know, there. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest question. That's what yeah. for me anyway. Like, do yeah. you? I wonder how many people. Uh, they they don't kill someone because they don't want to go to hell. Rather than having a good moral compass, they need some sort of scripture or the fears of, of an unknown to not do harm to a human. And I, I often think to myself, like, if you need to read scripture or fear, you know, a God to not want to kill someone, perhaps you should be weaned out of society. That's, that's you're a dangerous person, you know? <laughs> well, I, you know, God, if I'm created in the image of God, and if God is just and fair, then there has to be justice ultimately, ultimately. But if I'm created in his image, I'll have us, I would have a sense of that justness, that fairness. That's when I watch a good guy, bad guy movie. I want the good guy to win, the bad guy to lose. Right. Because I've got that sense of justice in me. Hey, that's wrong. He shouldn't have done that. They need to, they need to take him out. Right. And and that fires up a man, especially. But we've got that sense in us for a reason. We've also got this sense of compassion and love in us because we do even the most vile. I've worked in a in a jail for four years one time. I mean, teaching a Bible study for four years in a jail. And um, you start talking about. These guys children and you start you look in the crowd and and you see guys crying because man it doesn't matter what the guy's in there for he could be the most wicked guy in the world he misses his kids yeah he loves his kids man and i point out and say hey you are you are an image of god you're a father he hardwired that into you you love your children that's that's god in you 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 love your kids and and it doesn't matter who you are the image of god is there it might be really marred it might be really really screwed up because of sin but the image of god is there and um and that i believe that's a place to start with anybody I don't care how far they may have gone from God or how much they might hate God or how much they might have been hurt by someone who said they love God or said they were a Christian or they follow God. Um, As far as God is concerned, that man or that woman is made in my image. I love them. I want a relationship with him. I sent my son Jesus to die for all their sins, all their sins, past, present, and future, not only so they could be forgiven, but so that I could have fellowship, communion with them. And I want that with them. And but I have to I have to allow them free will. I can't just start taking people out when they sin. <laughs> there right. nobody left. Well, here's here's a big question for me, okay. uh, probably right. for a lot of people. Uh, mm-hmm. Other religions, some predate mm-hmm. Christianity. In fact, Judaism predates it, you know, significantly. Um, 
There's some other religion I'm recently learning about that go back some thousands of years, right? So now fast forward to modern times. There's a peaceful group of people, the, the Buddhists, the Buddhism, very peaceful people, very, very harmonious. Uh, they believe in in basically loving everyone and, you know, a very courteous group. It, it never do you hear in the news about any kind of radical Buddhism taking Buddhist, place. Right, yeah. You know, right. there's no Buddhist people flying in the buildings. So these people, right. they go their whole lives, peaceful, caring, loving, do, you know, essentially exactly what the Bible calls for upon their leaving this world. Do they have a seat in heaven or no? Well, there's a passage. Let me read it. Sure. It's in um, Romans chapter one. And, and that's a great question because, you know, you really, what about, okay, you talk about the Buddhist. What about the person who lives a pygmy in Australia that doesn't, never heard about Jesus Christ, never heard about right. Judaism or any, or any, any religion? Or, I mean, what about someone who's just a pure non-believer, but they do great things for humanity? They're a peaceful, wonderful person. They, they're, they're a moral person. Right. Their yeah. compass is due north, which I can't speak for even myself, so... Right. There's a passage in Romans that says the wrath of God, talking about the judgment of God, is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Now, he's going to talk about these people that they're not looking for truth. They're suppressing truth. And the way they're suppressing it is by unrighteous attitudes and works. Okay. Right. And it says, because that which is known about God is evident within them. Now that's talking about the conscience. Um, Which I think the con your conscious, I think your consciousness and your soul are same thing. Just raw. Energy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree that, that God gave you a soul and he, he put a conscience in it and, um, you can do some funky things with a conscience, but everybody's got one. Right. And he says that which is known about God is evident within them for God made it evident to them. And then it sits entering statement. It says for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, his divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. Now, the they there is talking about those that suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Now, they can, what this passage is saying is they can look at creation and they can tell, okay, there's got to be a creator. And from this creation, I can see he's the fundamentals about God. He's, he's all powerful, he's all knowing, he's got to be love. He's everywhere present. I, I, it's just there's doesn't matter where you go, you find a word in the language for one God or the the true God, the Most High God, whatever you want to call it. They they have a concept of that God, and it's hardwired. This passage is saying it's hardwired into the human, but he he understands who God is, whether he's believed in him or not, 
whether he is um, dotted all the I's and crossed all the Christian T's or not, he it says he's without excuse. In other words, he's responsible to that knowledge. And so as far as the religions and throughout the world, each man, each human, doesn't matter who they are, doesn't matter where they live in the world, they have a knowledge of God, okay? And they're responsible to that knowledge. Now, what do I do? Do I suppress that truth and unrighteousness? And I've been in a lot of third world countries, and I've seen that um, wickedness, unbelievable wickedness, whether it's a third world or a first world country. Um, or do they respond positively to that, you could say, revelation of, of knowing God through creation? They, they respond positively. In other, in other words, God, I want, if you're there, I want to know you. If you're there, I want to, I want to have a relationship with you. I want to grow close to you. And this well, is uh, this is like unknowingly, right? Because it's of them to have this this kind of kindness in them. Fair to say, Cause... it is. It is because God put it in there. Okay. It says um, that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. So there's a certain amount of knowledge, whether they open a Bible or not, or before they ever open a Bible or before they ever hear anybody talk about God or Jesus Christ or um, any other religion. Okay. This passage is saying, well, they, they know who he is. And then it, it goes on and it talks about those that reject, those that suppress, those that ignore um, that knowledge and that understanding and, um, and how they ha- they're held accountable for that. And there's a, there's a real good book written by a missionary that did a whole lot of research on unreached people groups. These are groups of people that never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ and the book's called Eternity in Their Hearts. And it's kind of based on this passage that they, they, they know a lot about God just by looking at creation. Now, we should know a lot more if we've got telescopes and spaceships that can carry us way out to the universe and see the unbelievable. And it's in, the, the new pictures that have come back are incredible. Yeah the unbelievable expanse of the universe. And now we're starting to learn there's not just the universe, but there's the possibility of universes, plural bubbles. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. You're talking about infinite, infinite, infinite. So earlier when you asked me how to describe God busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so that, you know, that's a good, good answer to that. That's better than what I've gotten from some others, right? Because I've heard some say, well, I guess, you know, until they find uh, Jesus, it's damnation. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, but the, the rational, the way you put it, uh, I, I well, pre- think about, think about the child that dies or right. the retarded person or the person that's never, I don't like to use that word retarded, but whatever. Right. The, the person that dies that, and they don't have a mental capacity. 
there's clear this is scripture when David, your namesake, when he lost his his child with Bathsheba, um, he's mourning and and the child is sick and he thought the child was going to die, so he fasts and prays and and um and the child dies, and then David said, okay, that his servants are like uh, they were scared to tell him the child died, and he said. It's okay. He's dead. I, I'm not. He's not going to come to me. I'm not going to get him back. God's not going to heal him. He didn't heal him. He died. But I'm going to go to him. So David clearly believed that his child was in God's hands. Now that child never had the chance to believe or think or anything. Um, but that child is is with God. So it's and, it's safe to ahead. say that God has a contingency plan for this. Absolutely. Yeah. For for people that have never heard, for people that can't believe. Right. For people that don't understand. And but he holds people that do understand accountable. And that's clear from that passage in Romans chapter one. Well, yeah. I mean that's 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 the that's just like you would if you were God, you would hold people accountable to a moral standard. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, that's, that's, that's how, that's what the Catholic religion is predicated on, right? Is, uh, is knowing forgiveness and asking for forgiveness, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that's, right. so look, yeah. there's another group out there. And this is a, a concerning group. I seen a video some time ago where this girl was, uh, I guess a born again Christian. And she, was saying she was trying to debunk dinosaur bones and the existence of dinosaurs <laughs> because in her in her point perspective, Earth is a I don't know like five thousand years old, six thousand is what they say. Where does that right. come from exactly? Okay, all right, it's a misunderstanding. This this we could have a whole we could do a whole podcast on just this, right? But the the Earth itself. Okay, it could be billions of years old. And I'm talking about from the biblical standpoint of creation. Right. And what that girl would say is, oh, you're crazy. The earth is, we know it's only 6,000 years old because of the creation account in Genesis. Okay. Right. Well, the creation account in Genesis is only as it relates to man, mankind. Think about it. It includes the tree of knowledge of good and evil, right? Right. Well, where did that come from? Because evil, the tree of knowledge of good and evil is there in the garden before Adam sinned. So where did evil come from? You got to go back further than Genesis and you go to the book of Ezekiel 28 and it talks about the fall of Lucifer. You can even go back further than that to the to John chapter 1 and it talks about in the beginning when there was no beginning God where there was no there's no creation at all it's just God who is eternal eternal and then God spoke the universe into existence and he created everything invisible and visible so God created the invisible angelic realm this is in eternity past this is before time and then he created the physical realm. And there's, a, there's some passages that talk about the angelic realm before Lucifer fell. 
could have been billions and billions of years ago. And then Lucifer fell and there's an angelic or, or a spiritual um, rebellion and a spiritual war before Adam and Eve ever faced, uh, ever walked on the surface of the earth. By the time Adam and Eve get there, there's there's a spiritual war going on for billions of years spirit, that could have been billions of years so it's okay. they probably should make a movie for people or they put it in a chronological order that's right that makes more yeah. sense right because well, here's the the kicker right you know for that girl she's debunking dinosaur bones as rocks which yeah. i thought was it was really hard for me to hear no, I know, <laughs> you know not. and then I know people that are, I mean, you think this is long, but I know people like this. I know them. I'd I'd, I'd speak to them. And, you know, it's, it's a weird kind of stubborn to, to think that they like that. All right. So safe to say planet earth is a canvas that has been erased and repainted a few times. Sound sound about right. That's a good, that what you just said is a, is a really good statement. Right. Yeah. 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 It's that's how you have to view it. If if we're gonna if I'm gonna accept the idea of religion and the, the timeline, I have to believe Earth is a canvas that has been, you know, erased and redone. Uh, if you listen to Graham Hancock, he looks he says there's been multiple uh devastating things that happen due to timeline about of our the planet. ice age. Right. Think about the continental drift. Right. You know, there's right. a lot of history. Right. On this I mean Graham planet. Hancock says there's been extinction level things that have taken place many times on this planet. And that mankind could very mankind and other species could have come and gone over billions of years. I mean, in the in the in the history of uh, they're giving uh, Earth what four point something billion ish years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're a blink of an eye. We're barely a blink yeah. of an eye. We're, we're yeah. we, we've only been broadcasting for a hundred years. <laughs> that's it. You know, just about right. a little over hundred. Right. That's all. That's all we've been broadcasting for. But we have thousands of years of history before we've gotten to this point. So. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. What well, it, you know, I've, I've done a lot of, um, training pastors overseas. And this is one of the biggest questions. It's one of the biggest issues I run into is not just the age of the earth, but what's the chronological order of you, you've got God in eternity past, you've got creation of the spirit realm. You got creation of the human realm, the 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 physical realm, and and then you got the fall of the spirit realm, the rebellion. How long? I've got periods where there could be there are four different periods. There could be billions of years in between those four different periods alone. And then the Earth and what's happening on this terrestrial ball, and then finally man gets on the scene, and um. Oh man, it, it's, it's, there's, right, there's so, so much there. Here, here's the thing with man, humans, right? Now, mm-hmm. I, we've spoken about religion, the written word, whether it be, no matter what it is, whether it be Judaism, Catholic, mm-hmm. whatever it is, Christian. Mm-hmm. The point is, somehow, and this is the, the this is mankind and what we're right. known to do, it is never good enough for us to have the, let's say I wrote a book about plants and right. I gave it to a group of people. Well, in a thousand right. years, they're going to change that book to the way they see fit to make it either more interesting or put one of one or two of them into a position of power where they know more about plants. 
And we see this example. I'm not knocking religion. I'm just saying it's hard for me to swallow a guy who's in a, he's in a palace in the middle of Italy and people worship this guy and the multi-million dollar, like the, the doors, the walls, the, the, the marble, the gold, the silver, and there's people starving. Right. There's people literally in that country, that country's not, you know, in a lot of parts of that country, are not doing very great. And he prays over right. him. And though I admire that he's praying over him because he cares, right? But sell the door. Feed the people. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it, 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 I'll yeah. even say this guy's name. Joel Olstein. Joel Olstein. I, when I, I've seen this guy on TV. I never really sat down and watched him. Right. You know, my, rel- right. my relative did. Yeah. But even then, I kind of got that. You know, like I'm one of these people. I can almost sense like when someone's just full of shit. And that guy gave me the, the, the feeling he's full of shit. He's got too big a smile. He's too, it's so genuinely disingenuous that you just recognize it. And then years later, the guy's flying Lear jets. He's got Lamborghinis. He's driving a pal. This can't be what God wanted for him. It's impossible to think that. Right. The wealth of this world in itself, like if every billionaire and millionaire put a pot together, there'd be no, there'd be no starving people on the planet. Adam, listen, when Jesus came, the group of people, he hammered, and I mean, he lambasted, ripped them up one side, down the other. Right. Was the Pharisees and the, and the Sadducees. The Sadducees were the religious elite. And they basically said, if you're poor, it's because you've been cursed by God. If you're rich, it's because you've been blessed by God. We're rich. We've been blessed by God. And and they were all in bed. The Pharisees, especially the Sadducees and the Sanhedrin, the scribes, the high priests, the priesthood, they were all in bed with the Romans at that time. Yep. And Jesus, you can read it, Matthew chapter 5, 5 to 7, and Matthew 23, he rips them, rips them. And he's the Donald, he was the Donald Trump of the day. Okay. Yeah. He looked at the cameras. He said, "You guys are a bunch of hypocrites. You're you're whitewashed tombs. You're a bunch of you're snakes in the grass." Literally, when people are running around today, we don't know their motives. We don't know what the Pope's motive is. We can't we can't look in someone's soul and see their motives. We don't know what Joel Osteen's motive and whatever. Okay. But when we can see that it's clear they're not living a lifestyle of benevolence or sacrifice okay and they're in the ministry and they're in the ministry but they're living a life of just wanton pleasure and luxury then you've got a question you know if there's not red flags going up i think you got your head in the sand yes and and so you know i i look and i've been in so many third world countries and seen the pastors, okay, these guys, 99% of them are bivocational. They're working, they're working their butts off in another job just trying to feed their family and their pastor in the church. Now, that's the kind of guy you want to see. Well, yeah, okay? he's got his hands dirty. He's out there doing he's the real work. He's got his hands dirty. Right. He's busting his tail. And it's just, you know, and and it's a, it's a wonderful, I'm telling you, it is so cleansing. It's a wonderful reality check we've got so much i mean i i pastor i'm full-time 
I don't have to work another job. Um, we're not wealthy. We drive old cars, whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't right. care. I come from a pretty wealthy family. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I mean, the, the wealth doesn't be, matter. Wealth should be measured in a quality of life. Did you have a quality day today? You woke for a beach. You saw the yes. sunset. You had your yeah, favorite coffee. Good. That's the quality of your day. That's, that's, that's wealth. <laughs> that's right. Well, I'll tell you what, when you, when you spend time in third world countries and you see how happy people are as opposed to our country, you realize that having stuff doesn't make you happy. No, not at all. Doesn't make a person happy. You know, self-discipline. Um, yeah. You there's know, a it's, of, it's, there's a lot of things that make you happy. On the historical record and the biblical record of Jesus, he comes back today and he looks at something like the, the, and when yeah. he looks at the Vatican, I mean, what's his reaction? It's, it's, yeah. there's accounts of him going to markets and cause they were, that's you know, right. And destroying right. it was atrocity. What they were doing. There's people wearing and, silk and, and, and he would walk into the Vatican, I think, and start turning tables. Yeah. Because some of these guys have gold chains that rappers would be jealous of. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, I've always had a hard time with that growing up, you know, especially yeah. when you grew up in an area. And did, you, did you go to St. Ignatius and Tarpon? No, I didn't. I did. I, 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 when we moved to Florida, uh, I was old enough to know that I don't, I didn't want something, anything to do with church anymore. I didn't oh, want it. Okay. Uh, not, not because but of you the, grew the, up in Tarpon. I did. I did. I was in Tarpon yeah. Springs a lot of years. Uh, but did I, did you go to Tarpon High? I did. But I also, I never stayed in Tarpon. I, I'm a, I, I have people knew me all over Pinellas County. Right, because I I would just travel around. I never stayed. I, like I told you, I'm not a complacent person. I don't sit still very long. Right, um, but anyhow, mo- moving into the whole thing as a kid, me moving out of religion, a lot of this stemmed from like you know, it's they you hear these stories and yeah. they sound fantastic, and then you grow up and you realize these sound like fables and and they're great metaphors and it's it's a great idea to to measure p- upon that like you know be good to thy neighbor et cetera et cetera. But it's bad practice, in my opinion, is when you like even the the churches in in Brooklyn when I was a kid, these were palaces made of stone and marble with gold fixtures. Yeah, uh, I never understood that. Never, right. I never got it. And then the one pastor, and then, and you know what? I feel bad. I never got this guy's name. He used to go to all the pool halls, and you know right. he was a he never pushed his agenda. He never preached. He would come in there and and just you know, speak his version of Jesus and he'd pray over you leave. And he would hold yeah. his, his group of people would be on a, on a beach and he'd take no money. He'd bring his own food for them. Yeah. So yeah. there's different verses of people, but I think it's gotten out of control today's religion. Uh, there's a, here's well, an, here's no, a, it's always been, it's always, there's always from the very beginning, there's always been a contingent of religious people that use religion to get something right whether it's sex or money or power right it's it's always been that way but that doesn't mean it's always been bad cops out there that doesn't mean they're all bad i mean there's there was i mean there was a serial killer nurse for crying out loud you know these people exist you know you know it's like uh, so i don't get my i don't get my opinion about cops from what i watch on msnbc right okay i don't i don't get that i get it from what i know is true for the for the mass and the mass of the guys out there they're putting it on the line yeah. same with our military whatever and the and the same the same goes with the church i believe 
that there are mostly the pastors out there. Now I'm in, I'm Protestant. I actually teach at St. Leo, which is a Catholic university. Right. But I, the, the pastors that I know, and I'm very involved in the ministerial association here in Hernando. I have been for 20 years, 20 plus years. Uh, these are guys, they make, they may make forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, you know. Right. Most of them, a lot of them, their wives have to work, or they, or they don't work, and they live on a very the shoestring. Well, yeah, and they work 40, 60, 60, 70 hours a week. You know, these guys are putting yeah. it out there. They're you're not they're, living they're, great on forty, fifty thousand a year, and it's no, probably, yeah, it's just, no. you're not. There's no palace to be had there, you know. That's right. <laughs> But if they're driving a Cadillac and the, and the you know big house and all that, they might be in debt or they might just be fleecing, just fleecing the sheep. Yeah, and, I mean, look, at that point, wrong. when you live in a in a if you live in a big a decent size Florida house and you have a Cadillac, some shit's gone right. You did some things right, okay, and you're a pastor. <laughs> but there's a difference between a guy who owns like uh, you know acres and he has a, a 16 bedroom place with a pool that would yeah right. you, you could have you could put a whale in your pool that's crazy you know what I mean and it's people like I I see these people on TV preaching and they're telling them send money and they're they're not even hiding it <laughs> you know and yeah. here's another thing that kills me you go to some churches and I've seen this I've gone with my ex to church mm-hmm. to Christian church mm-hmm. and you get there and the music's uplifting and everyone's happy to see each other but just before the money goes or the plates go around it's like the tone of the music changes and it's a little more sad and subtle you almost feel guilty like oh my god you're thinking about all the sins for that week like I, I guess I gotta put some money in this thing right and that's what it feels like <laughs> you know they, they definitely tailored the music to dictate the emotion at a sermon I've learned this. I've seen it. Um, where well, you, it, you can go to my church, we don't even take a collection. How's that? Well, that, that's perfect because you're there to do one thing and spread the word of God. You're not there to, to you know, turn a profit. You know, here's an, another example about that. Um, Osama bin Laden's number two. I watched this documentary about it. I'll try to find really? it and send it to you. His number yeah. two was uh, captured and they were confronting him about what happened. Right. And he's he steadfast. He didn't care until. They gave him the Quran to read, and he he and he reads this, or their version of the Bible anyway, and he was distraught. He was weeping because he had no idea the things he did were wrong. He took it from a religious figure that were that was north of him on the on the totem pole, and yeah. so he thought he was doing God's work. He had no right. idea he was being manipulated, wow. and the reason I bring That's that a up cult. it's a satanic death cult, is what it was. Yeah, so I mean, the reason I bring this up that this could be this could happen in any religion. Uh, The guy at the top of the helm, if he sees fit to make it work for him and for his self-serving purposes, becomes dangerous. Blind faith is a dangerous thing if it's not in an educated mind. Well, if you're putting faith in a man who's a sinner. You're going to get, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. You're setting them up for failure. Right. And when people set up a system where they are the ones being worshiped, I tell you what, man, if anything raises the hair on the back of Jesus's head or his neck, it's that. Yeah. And it's, it's becoming commonplace. I hate to say it Um, again for me personally, my personal position currently, as we said, Mm-hmm. I don't subscribe to God or religion. 
I think there's a higher power, like an architect, in the form of something vast like an energy, because I now know that atoms here and atoms across the universe react to one another simultaneously, which could be spoken how you said, how, how you described how God moves through space time. That could be, I could, I could subscribe to that because that makes sense. He can move across. If an atom across the universe is reacting to the one here identically, it would mean that they, there, there's really no space between them, although it's a great space for us in per, how we perceive it. However, I don't have a, I don't, at least until I'm again, like I told you in the beginning, I want, I'm a good evidence person and I'm not going to discount anything because I don't have evidence to discount it, prove or disprove. Right. It's, right. Which is why I look into the paranormal ufologies and stuff. Cause I mean, I want to, I want something I can put in my hands and that makes it tough. Right. For a lot of well, people in religion. Yeah. Because faith is, and, and let me, I'm not saying blind faith, right. But faith is believing what someone says is true. Right. Okay. It, it, you can you can have faith in the wrong thing. It, you can have faith in the right thing. And I would challenge you, I would challenge you to really think hard about who God is, because you can answer that question. And and not not who you want him to be. Not not who you want them to be, but if there is a one true God, what would he have to be? What would he have to be like? And that would answer so many questions, especially the question of why is there pain and suffering? Why is there evil? And is there a just end to all that? Is, is there a plan? Does, does he even have a plan? Right. And and is history just a big dirty trick? Because bad things keep happening, and it seems like they get worse. You know. And what is the what is the plan and program of God? And there is there is a plan. There is a program, and it makes perfect sense. It I makes perfect sense. Currently the. And I'm not going to use the word believe. The way I'm thinking, my my current logic right. is, right. I'm starting to view planet Earth as a proving ground. Okay. I, I, I like, especially when now looking at the vastness of space, and the, and then especially looking at the idea that there could be uh, parallel existences in our right here, plain view, but we can't perceive them. I have to think it's a proving ground. And like I was saying earlier on, um, based upon based on your activities here on earth and how you, what frequency you're vibrating at. I mean, I've, I'm starting to get the more I'm learning more about frequencies and vibrations. And then you compare it to what prayer is. Cause if you think about prayer, prayer is like meditation, right? And you're developing uh, almost like a vibration or a frequency when doing so. Uh, they, a lot of people compared Buddhist prayer, uh, deep Catholic prayer, and then a lot of meditation to be almost similar in a lot of ways. Right? So, when you start seeing the parallels with, with frequencies and vibrations, and I, I believe that Earth is definitely a proving ground. To, depending on how you are here is where your energy goes next, right? Or you recycle here if you're needed here or whatever it may be. Uh, as far as a heaven and hell, and, and, you know, the question you just asked me about what would God, what I think God is, yeah. I'm going to have to get back. I'm going to need time to think of that because I don't yeah. want to answer that. Yeah. I, I want to I really absorb that and put some, some time to analyze it, and then we'll we'll – definitely do it again yeah i'd um, like to before we go anywhere though um okay couple last things well first one 
from your perspective and the perspective of Christians, uh, and I, I know you can't speak for all, but right. UFOs, our government, and, and I got a thousand percent behind the idea of UFOs being real because of the government videos and our, our, our fighter pilots seeing them and then the firsthand accounts, what's behind the controls? I have no idea. But I now know UFOs are definitely real. What's the perspective for uh, for you and for Christians on UFOs? Well, there's a there's a lot that, that, that takes that would take a while. But the per, the the bottom line perspective is this bottom line of this is going through the whole Bible and looking at the the plan and the program of God that ultimately God, God created the entire universe. He put man on the planet earth. Okay. And his plan for mankind is on the planet earth. All right. So ultimately Jesus Christ comes back to the earth. He establishes his kingdom reign on the earth there's one final rebellion that lasts for 1000 years there's one final rebellion after that kingdom reign and then there's a new heavens and a new earth and the new jerusalem which is the streets of gold and the pearly gates and all that in revelation chapter 21 that comes down to the earth and god is dwelling in the new Jerusalem for eternity. Okay. Man is on the earth and in the new Jerusalem, both for eternity. So there's no biblical record or accounting of life on other planets or other creations. Okay. The entire plan and purpose of God and and everything is laid out in the scripture focuses on the earth ultimately ultimately you know you ask me what the bible says and that's what the bible says right now what are your personal that's in a nutshell what's your personal opinion on on ufos i i personally do not believe that there's life on other planets okay okay now a UFO would have would mean that that would be some extraterrestrial meaning outside of this terrestrial ball um and as far as we know outside of our solar system and maybe outside of our universe um other intelligent beings visiting our planet and while i could believe that in science in a science fiction kind of way i believe right. a lot of things science fictionally but um i think it takes a lot more faith to believe that than um i think that takes a lot of faith yeah i mean, I mean there's an it, argument to be made because because we're still looking for that amoeba that you're talking about right right and uh, to, i predict i mean i really predict and in, in this decade we're gonna find not intelligent life 
in, in our, I think we're going to find life period on another planet, on another celestial body here. I think that's going to happen, but you mean the, on, in our solar system? Yes. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm, I'm about 75% certain that they're going to find something out there. That's even an extremophile or a bacteria that's going to happen. I mean, but there's an argument to be made about, you know, the evidence of life elsewhere, because some people, me being one of them would argue there's more, uh, there's more good evidence of UFOs than there are angels. You know what I mean? You know what I mean when I say it that way? I, I don't know. I, I know there's a lot of, if you would have asked me now, if you would have asked me in just 10 years ago, were UFOs real? I'd be like, no, it's nonsense. But you know, with the military accounts and, and just the off podcast interviews I've done with military personnel. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll give you a prime example. One guy, uh, his career was, he was career army. Uh, he grew up Catholic and what he encountered, it, it's not just changed him. It, it disturbed him to the point where he had to go to see therapy. It bothered him that much because his, his belief system was so concrete that what he witnessed while in Iraq, it, it you know, it was, when he was looking to do a very sophisticated piece of equipment uh, uh, instrument and saw this object and the size of it and what it was doing, it it really damaged the foundation of his existence, right? So that anyway, that's just some of that, right? Now we're we have billionaires going to space, and we're not going to be an Earth bearing species very much longer here. You know, we're talking about terraforming Mars. We're talking about. We're not even talking about, we're going to the moon to make measurements to get an idea of we could colonize and or make facilities there. We know this is happening. Um, But as far as life extraterrestrially, I think there's a lot of good evidence for UFOs, a lot. And I'm I'm not discounting people, you know, had encounters, but I personally haven't witnessed any strong evidence for alien life per se. But I've also not witnessed any strong evidence there for, you know, angels or demons or anything like that. Uh, which leads me to my next question. Um, okay. Ghosts and hauntings. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I definitely believe in, in a spirit realm, um, both good and evil. Um, the Bible is very clear that, there's a a fallen angelic realm. We call them demons. Um, and I don't believe they are disembodied humans. I think they are personal beings, and they are um, spirit beings. I believe they're powerful, and I believe they're real. Or as real as you and I are real. And I don't believe we can see them, but I do believe that they make a difference. And well, actually, I'm sorry, I can't say that. That there's a passage in the book of Hebrews that says that some have let me read it to you real quick. It says, um, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without knowing it. Hmm. In other words, they they ran into a person that they saw, and they entertained them, or they they were I don't know they, they had an interaction with them, 
And the writer of of the book of Hebrews is saying, well, that could have been an angel. You thought it was a human. It could have been an angel. Right. Um, There are several, there are many different angelic appearances throughout the Bible where it, it, the person appeared as a, as a human, not with wings, not with wings, but as a human. And then there are different angelic creatures in the scriptures, the cherubim and the seraphim, they are winged creatures. And um, they do appear, they disappear. Um, they travel. And they're very real. I, I know people that have done a lot of drugs and got involved in Dungeons and Dragons and things like that. And that have had, had very real contact with demons. Very real well, keep in and mind so, that the human brain, the structure of it itself, proves to be an antenna in itself. And if you're in a weakened state of mind, whether it be drugs or alcohol or depression or whatever it may be, um, you could you could be infiltrated. Uh, and I don't I don't yeah, say this from just yeah. a spiritual way. But you know what? Hey, this is funny. You'll 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 be interested in this. the The Greek word for witchcraft, okay, that is used in the Bible. The word for witchcraft right. is pharmakia. <laughs> <laughs> Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> That's right. It's yeah. Pharmakia. Hey, it makes sense. I mean, and, far, pharmaceuticals. And when, when you, yeah, when you take drugs, drugs will open your mind. Not, not necessarily open your mind. It, it just opens a door. It's exact. I can't remember how you said it, what you just said, but exactly what you just said. You'd be infiltrated. Yeah. I mean, infiltrated or. So when you see like psychics, uh, I'm going to be talking to a few more psychics, but Mm -hmm. the point I make is with them is I I think they have a software that we, everyone has the same hardware. We have the same brain, the same computer, essentially. Uh, What software you have that allows you to upload and download differs from person to person. Some people are graded. Being psychic. Some people have that and they're a great detective. Other people, you know, spread the word of God. Some people can utilize it and almost forecast what's going to happen every day. They call these people mentalists, but different software ultimately. Um, so it's it's a challenging thing for us, especially we 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 know more about Mars than we know the function of the full function of the human brain, you know. Uh so there's still mystery there. As far as Yeah, um, yeah, there's a lot of mystery. There. As far as God telling us about extraterrestrial life or i don't think if i'm god i wouldn't do it let them find out let there be some mystery or let let them not know about one another yet they got to evolve they got to they're not mature they're not humans are not a mature species but okay i would just i would challenge you i i understand what you're saying you know if i was god yeah there's some things i'm going to leave out you guys you guys are gonna have to figure it out or you'll you'll find out later right but the the last two chapters of the book of Revelation, which are the last two chapters of the Bible, it explains the eternal state. And um and there's a lot of other passages that add to that. Right. But um and what it, as far as what the Bible says, it's it's pretty concrete as far as what happens, when it happens, how it happens, and what it looks like. And um, and it doesn't it it doesn't lead to um. Well, yeah, I I see what we, you're we can saying. Talk about that yeah, later. We, we'll we'll have a part two to that one. Um, in the meantime, 
Uh, I'm going to speak to you in post. So anyone listening, we're going to say good evening, good night, good day, whatever it is for you. And uh, I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk to uh, Sladen in post podcast. But Sladen, it was I enjoyed it. We had a good conversation. Yeah, yeah, I did too, Adam. I liked it. I enjoyed it too. Yep. Hang the line. We'll be right back. Okay. Thank you.